Happy, 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 happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Before we get it started today, I am super pumped up about this show. The message of the week pertains much to my guest today. It always does, but uh, I love to I love to tie that in. And it is a quote from Jiu-Jitsu, of course. Maybe that'll preface things for you today. A black belt is a white belt that never quit. Speaks to the value of perseverance and not giving up. So true in martial arts, especially jujitsu, which is a slow, long track to black belt, which we'll learn more about today. Um, but but business and, and all like major goals you want to get accomplished in your life. If you're if you're trying to just, you know, start your own business or you're in the middle of your own business and you're like, damn, things aren't the way I wanted them to be. It takes time. It takes a lot of time. With that, we're going to zoom to York, Pennsylvania, and welcome to the show, Black Belt, Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt, Matt Falvey. Welcome, Matt. How are you doing today? Hey, doing great, Jeremiah. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to do this. Uh, I think we're going to have a great conversation, um, you know, not just about jujitsu, but but really right. how you can overlay jujitsu into everyday life. Um, yeah. And you don't have to be a world champion, right? Um, right. So to, to be able to benefit from it. So really looking forward to this. Awesome. Me too, man. I mean, anytime to talk about jujitsu gets me super pumped, but connecting the dots between the two. And that was what really hooked me uh, in martial arts. I was, you know, I was athletic when I started training uh, six years ago. Um, I was fortunate enough that we're, I'm sitting in my restaurant not, right now in Brooklyn. Uh, a school opened up just a few doors down for me on the same on the same strip. And, uh, you know, Henzo Gracie Black Belt here in New York City. There were, you know, 25 classes a week. And I just always had a bag packed and ready to go, you know, but I was working out in athletic and in great shape already. The real added value came when I realized, and they did a wonderful job of connecting uh, that the practice to like whatever you're doing in your life. And it was like every message just struck right to the core of what I was dealing with in small business ownership and, and entrepreneurship. And I was like, man, this is serious on so many levels. Like, yeah, sure. I love the workout. I love the spar. I mean, live training is the best thing ever. But like the thing that really was like that created the long term investment, I'd say for me, is is connecting those dots. And nothing excites me more. You know, I love to talk about jujitsu. I love to talk about business. But when the two come together, why? I get well, so pumped up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. And, and when you talk about timing, how relevant were the, the lessons of jujitsu for this COVID-19, especially being a, a proprietor, you know, with yeah. a restaurant, you know, just overcoming adversity, you know, trying to the patience, uh, you know, the humility. Uh, we'll get into all this stuff. But yeah. Yeah. No, I, I post regularly about it. And when I did it uh, like last week or the week before, just reflecting, you know, I still look through like all the dojo uh, messages of the week and the newsletters and stuff, because that's just like the value that keeps on coming, you know, uh, the gift that keeps on giving. And, and I just said in like all my social media channels, if it wasn't for training in jujitsu these last five years and getting these messages, I would be a mess right now. Like I would have folded and and also the training itself, you know, I've said it so many times on the show, when you're underneath that guy that's got like 50 pounds on you, maybe 10 years younger, and he's just like, you're just down there. You're like, man, I don't know if I'm getting out of this. But you you just try to remember all the, not the technical things so much. It's like, oh, bridge. Oh, that. it's like your professor saying, you know, breathe, relax. You know, like if, you, if you're not in a submission, yeah, yeah. just chill and, and, and be strategic. Don't panic. No explosive movement, you know. 
and and then you get out and then sometimes you even like advance then all of a sudden you're on top of him or on his back and you're like choking him out and you're like nah, nah. and sometimes and, you tap <laughs> and sometimes you tap <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i'll tell you so i started when I, i'm 50 i just turned 50 in december i started when i was 38 i, I got tired of of lifting weights and running same here um, man same here that's just awesome. something different we, we you know in in south central pennsylvania we're, we're a huge wrestling uh, yeah. strong point in the U S uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the guys from our neck of the woods go to Penn state, um, just real competitive. And we, we, you know, consequently we'll attract a lot of whether they're high school and they come hard, man, or, yeah. or D one through D three wrestlers who just want to keep grappling. And, and I mean, you talk about, you talk about eating humble pie when I, I just, just two weeks ago had a, a, a white belt who wrestled for UNC Chapel Hill, just put it on me, man. Yeah. I survived. He didn't tap me, but man, he just, he had his way with me. So, yeah. you, you know, you just, uh, you just love it. You, you always learn something. I mean, it never gets boring. It's a great workout. It, it challenges your mind, your body, your patience. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just great. And you, it, it's the only, it's the only exercise routine that I have found where I literally can go to go in to the school and uh, I go to Harrisburg Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Judo up in uh, Lemoyne, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, and I call it walking on the mats of justice. I think I got that term from Jocko Willing. You yeah. know, you step onto the mats of justice and you can't hide. You can't BS anyone. You know, you just lead by example um, and just just get after it. Um but the, the the thing is, you finish up a class and no matter how sad or, or, you know, whatever you're dealing with in the personal life, business world, whatever, man, you can get back in your car, your truck, drive back home. And I swear to God, a big boulder could come flying down the road and hit my truck. And I'd be like, oh, it's OK. It'll get fixed. I'm alive, you know, versus when I'm trying to get to jujitsu, you know, I'm white knuckling <laughs> up there, <laughs> you know. So uh, I was so fortunate to just, again, like the school was right here. I lived across the street and then it was just like a few doors down from two of my businesses. So it was just like, anytime I had a free moment and it was a class clean gi in the bag and I was there and, uh, yeah. you know, not, not right now, unfortunately, but yeah, yeah, that's great. And I, and I'm, you know, the beauty of jujitsu, um, like anything in life, you know, we're all on our own journey. Right. So I, I always joke saying that I'm the best of the worst of all my friends who are black belts that advanced, you know, beyond me and, and can put it on me or even even some of the, the young guys that I mean, are training all the time. I'm, I'm just not going to compete with with someone that's in there five times a week doing the seminars, really getting after it, and, you yeah. know you know, in the competitions, but, you know, doing it three times a week, raising a family. Um, it's kept the warrior ethos alive. Uh, it, it's helped me in business. It's helped me in my personal life with some personal struggles I've had. Um, uh, it, it's just been, it's just been fantastic. And um, you, you, I'm trying to think how to phrase it. You, you, you get in there and things aren't going to happen overnight. See, so, so the patience is baked in. And then I think from a, a business application, so so we just lost a deal that we bid on. We're, we're a warehouse architect, engineer, and design firm. So I, I'm the director, business, uh, business development director for our firm. And we just, you know, got beat in, in a proposal for a job. And, and you know what jujitsu does? It, it allows you to practice moral integrity. You know, some, sometimes your enemy or your opponent's going to have a better day. Right. And, and you've got to figure out how to come back better, stronger, smarter and, uh, and, and 
try to fix it so you know that doesn't happen again right now at the very extreme of course would be our, our men and women in the military and the enemy has a bad day now you're getting into lives but yeah um it's it's just uh, you know it's a jujitsu lesson you know sometimes a competition has a better day let's figure out what they did you know what what techniques were they using you know and just uh, also the the sense of survival I mean you you just said it a moment ago and and my professor used to say this also you you it's hard to learn war in war like jujitsu is like simulated you get to practice you get to practice being under and for some people it's it's a lot of pressure it's, I remember the first time a guy got on my back and started choking I was like. I wanted to cry because it like yeah. it, it like symbolized death for me. I was like, man, I I would die in this situation. And for a lot of people, that's like that's heavy anxiety. You know, that's a lot. It's a lot to bear. But when you get to go in there and practice it day in and day out, sure, you have bad days. Some days you're just tired. You know, I know I come in sometimes. Yeah. I'm barely with my arms. And the guy that you know, some blue belt that I usually have my way with all the time, he's all over me. I'm just like, Ugh. but then you know. In general, I whoop him. So <laughs> you just you just put one foot in front of the other, go through the motions yeah. on those days. Yeah, you know you'll yeah. still walk out better than when you walked in. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's you really were cool. and you were uh, you were in the Marine Corps as well, correct? Well, so I actually went in the Army. So I I, I, I kind of uh, creeped you a little bit. So I, I don't know all the so details. <laughs> now, now the irony is, so so my dad was a Marine. My dad was in Third Recon uh, Battalion in, in Vietnam. Um, and he was prior to that, the silent drill platoon at Ethan and I in DC. And then, uh, my brother-in-law was a Marine Corps infantry officer. And, you know, we have a rich history in the Marine Corps and my family. And believe me, there's a lot of jokes that happened. Um, but I ended up going through, I had an army ROTC scholarship, went to Mount St. Mary's college. It's now known as Mount St. Mary's university in Emmitsburg, Maryland, about 10 minutes South of the Gettysburg battlefield. Mm-hmm. And, uh, got commissioned as a second Lieutenant and then spent four years of my life with the 82nd airborne division, uh, jumping from planes and doing some really cool things. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. And, uh, got out, uh, moved back, moved back into to my neck of the woods here and, and, uh, was in sales for Pfizer for a while in, in West Baltimore, uh, then biotech sales, uh, calling on cardiovascular, uh, uh, or cath labs here in South central Pennsylvania. And, then I was self-employed as a, a money manager for a while, but uh, with my soon-to-be ex-wife. So I ended up making a career change and and was very fortunate uh, to, to be afforded this opportunity in business development with Warehouse. Mm-hmm. Just a great family that 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 owns it, uh, well-respected in the community, and just we have a great leadership team. So, you know, just had to, you know, pivot and, and uh, just continue to drive on. So and yeah. I'm fortunate, so especially at my age, so... Yeah. And and that's a, a big lesson. Like you, you pointed out already in these times and jujitsu really teaches you that, like, uh, you know, the idea of the jujitsu spiral and, and there's never really an end. Like you never stop learning. You never stop training. You know, even guys that become champion, they don't stay champion. You know, it's just always evolving. And and that's just the lesson is like no matter what's coming your way, you have to have you have to have a follow-up. You can't be stuck and just like, oh, this is my technique. This is what I do. And if that doesn't work, then I'm done. I'm out. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we have. And, and it's all about the Mac culture of the leadership of the jiu-jitsu school. I, I've been so fortunate and blessed. So I actually started with our head instructor, uh, Greg Anderson. And and and, and Greg and, and the, the ownership of Harrisburg Jiu-Jitsu falls under uh, uh, 3G, which is Rosendo Diaz, who, who, who is, you know, through Hoyler Gracie and David Adiv. OK, so that's where our lineage goes there. Yep. But so I started with Greg, remained friends with him over the years. But when after I got a blue belt, 
we had a phenomenal person, Daniel Beliza, come to York. And Daniel was world champion. I mean, people in the jiu-jitsu community would know Daniel. He moved back to Fortaleza, Brazil. Um, and and here was someone who, man, I mean, buck 35, buck 40, just <laughs> throwing always us the around. most impressive guys. Right? I, I mean, just throwing <laughs> us around. And I'm talking, I'm talking like really talented guys, big dudes, big wrestlers, advanced belts. And he would, you know, he he'd be just kicking your rear end. Um, and then he would say, look, uh, Falvey, Jesse, move away from the wall while, while the person's trying to get, you know, trying to get out of his, you know, whatever <laughs> right, he has right, him right. tied in. But he always had a great philosophy for everyone, whether you competed or were just doing it as a, a as a recreational sport. And his attitude was just amazing. So yeah. uh, I was fortunate. I got my brown belt from Daniel and then uh, um, uh, went back with with Greg and and Dave and and uh, Lewis and uh, uh, those guys up at up at Harrisburg and just great. So we we have a good school. We have a great. Uh, there's still a, a really good friend of mine uh, uh, who runs Zero Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in New York, uh, which is a you know he he had his black belt under Daniel. Um, just a great school. He runs that. Awesome. Mike Oberdick's name. Um, so we we have great schools here in this area, and uh, you know a lot of camaraderie and you know look everyone's just on you know. One of the things I was thinking, Jeremiah, you know, what are some other benefits just beyond like business too? like, what about this? You know, you step onto those mats. We're, we're all just trying to get better. Right. doesn't matter what our age are. It doesn't matter our politics, race, creed, right. religion. It just doesn't matter. You know, we get on there and everyone's after the same goal and helping and helping each other mm-hmm. and the friendships you make, you know, um, it's it's yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like no other. I know. Uh, let's pick up with that because uh, I have a great uh, story with that too. Uh, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. So hang tight and we'll, we'll continue yeah, you bet. our journey. All right, everybody. All right. Hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 
All right, folks, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Today, we're talking about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and business, a kick I've been on uh, for a while, but like really honing in on it lately. We're zooming all the way to York, Pennsylvania, talking with Black Belt, Matt Falvey. He's also a business development director for Warehouse out of uh, out of South Eastern Pennsylvania, right? Am South Central. Right? Yeah, no, you're South, South Central. Central. Yeah, you are. South York. Central York. in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I used to drive through. Yeah, uh, are you? Did you ever spend any time in Norfolk, Virginia, in your military experience? I di- I did not. So that's not. Navy. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they have all all yeah. four branches are there. Uh, yeah. in some way, like Fort Story, Army, um, you know, uh, uh, Langley Air Force Base is uh, in Newport News. It's all this yeah. city conglomerate. Yeah, spent a lot of time there. But so I was, I did my undergrad there. My wife was uh, upstate New York, and I used to drive through York and Harrisburg all the time, meandering through Pennsylvania. And I always felt like I'm like in the I'm in the middle, especially once you get north of Harrisburg and you're like on 15, you're just like. I'm in the middle of nowhere, man. And I'd constantly be driving through there in the middle of the night. This is like over 20 years ago, you know, no cell phone. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. And and I, I, oh, God, I can't stand 81. Uh, My sister and brother-in-law live up in Milford, Connecticut. So a lot of times instead of going up the the turnpike and and fighting the, the, you know, the GW bridge traffic, I'll just come up the back way and and I call it the back way, 81 to 70 and go across the tap. Um. And, uh, and, and heading, uh, down the merit, et cetera. So, but, but that 81 is just, you are out in the middle of nowhere and then you have the trucks. I mean, it's just like, well, like 81 is like, that's like civilization to me. 15, like going through Williamsport yeah. it towards, uh, like Cornell. I mean, you get, it's like two o'clock in the morning, like the gas stations, even you can't do like the automatic pump, like they're closed and you can't. They, like you can't even just, you know, some places they're close, but you can still like swipe your card outside and get gas. I'm like, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm on my side of gas and I can't. I can't, I can't yeah, 15, 15 goes right past, right past Mount St. Mary's actually. So oh, down, does it? Yeah. I've yeah, probably yeah, passed yeah, it many cool. times. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Great stuff. So um, you were talking about, uh, you know, camaraderie on the mats right before we, we took a break. And I wanted to pick up with that because I feel like it's a very important part of, of, uh, you know, if business marketing, like your outreach, all that kind of stuff today. And, and, and I really got that my first advanced class, you know, like we, we, the school I started at, you had to do like a couple months where you were just doing basic classes, only quasi live training, you know, you would never go full live, you would do, you know, like one hand passing drills and just some guard retention and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But, but nothing that was like fully live, nothing leading to submission or anything like that, you know, just like practicing some positions. And I remember my first, um, my first advanced class, and I mean, it was same thing. I started at 38. I was a squeaky little white belt, like, I'm going to you know, go in here and fight these guys, you know, and there were only three of us, the two, the two guys, they were big as shit, man. They were huge. One guy was a firefighter, FDNY, just massive. The other guy was a brown belt, even bigger than him. And I'm like, what am I getting myself into? You know, and these guys, they were totally nice, but they just like, I was just smashed. I just like panic, you know, just a typical fish out of water. Like, I think I smacked a guy accidentally, you know, and I was like, don't hurt me. And at the end of class, you know, we line up and the professor says this thing, we do our student creed and everything. And then we went to shake hands to get off the mat. And I hugged the those guys so, like <laughs> more sincerely than I think I've ever hugged another man in my life. I was just like, what was that? Like, we just went to war, you know, it was like completely over exaggerated. But, but then I really, I did again, 
talking about like the added value of something, you know, martial arts is always touted as like, this will make you, you know, healthier, you'll learn self-defense, but like, there are so many more benefits to it. And when I, when I like shook those guys' hands and pulled them in and hugged them, I was like, yeah. this is, you said it earlier. It's just so, what did you say? The mats of justice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jocko like, Willick calls it the yeah, mats yeah, of justice. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's just, it's so brutally honest. And if you don't develop relationships, like long lasting relationships, you are probably going to get hurt. <laughs> You're not going to improve as quickly. Like you really have to form bonds with people. And that also, I feel like really transfers. Uh, I mean, it's helped me tremendously right now. I mean, and this, you know, these cold, these cold months here, like, you know, January right now, you can't dine indoors in New York City. There's only outdoor dining and takeout which is unbelievably oh, tough man. for a restaurant. I, Just I don't like, know how you're doing it. I, I don't know how you do it. Well, no. I'm, I'm oh. telling you now, it's because of the relationships that I built and I treat my my business community the same way my jujitsu community treated me. And it it's surviving us. It's remarkable how like we would have like nights in a row with no business if it wasn't for having that same kind of approach. And again, I got it from the dojo, you know, prior to that. I mean, I yeah. had plenty of business experience, you know, but I'd never really done that. I'd never really taken that into consideration and made that like part of my my real game plan. And that it's like literally what's surviving us right now. I'm just like, this is unbelievable. So again, those those gifts keep coming. And, uh, yeah, and yeah. it has everything to do with that camaraderie you build on the mat. Well, a good buddy of mine once told me, you know, if if it weren't for adversity, man would never strive to be better than he already is. Yep. And well, you Very talk about true. the relevancy of, of, of both business and what you're doing as well as as well as jujitsu as well, you know, and, and it's funny. So I have three amazing kids, uh, two girls, uh, 27 or actually 28 and 24 now. Um, uh, and then my youngest is my son. He's 20. Um, he's, he's a sophomore up at King's college in Wilkes-Barre and, um, getting, trying to get him on the mats. He's an army ROTC and, and a good buddy of mine that actually I used to train with, with, uh, Beliza is up there now. He, he got promoted and, and he's running the school. He's an advanced Brown belt. So I got he, he and Seth linked up, but, um, you know, man, I, 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 Seth was supposed to be training with me here. He came to one class that I taught and, I and that, that was it. And he keeps, yeah, I put it on him just for fun, you know, just to let him have it, you know, the old man's still alpha. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, uh, but I'm like, Seth, so he keeps coming up with excuses, you know, whether it's a girlfriend or whatever, too tired or, oh, I went to the gym lifting, whatever. I said, Seth, you know what? I got to, you know, the secret to getting better at jujitsu, there is a secret. You know what it is? Just show up. Show up. Yeah. That's why you just got to show up, man. You know, otherwise, otherwise you're going to come back and I'm going to put it on you again, you know? Yes. So, uh, but it's, that's also, and I just, again, love to tie the two. It's the secret in, in, in business ownership and management and, and entrepreneurship too. It's like same thing. You're going to have bad days, man. I mean, if I, if I just really was like doing a tally right now of like, good days versus bad and that being the criteria for like, are we going to continue or not? We'd be gone. We'd be gone. Yeah. Yeah. But I know if I just keep showing up, like things, the, the chances of them getting better, the things getting better exponentially grow versus like, if you don't, if you don't show up, you'll never know. Well, and then there's, you know, there's a leadership aspect, you know, in this, and especially right. as you go up, as you, you know, this, as you go up the ranks, um, you know, you got it. And I know when I, when I got my black belt, when Greg uh, promoted me to black belt um, after we came out of the original COVID lockdown, 
one of the things, you know, of course, you're allowed to give a speech. And I was just telling everyone there and all the younger belts and even the, the, the belts that got promoted, you know, got some color. Just like, man, just lead by example, roll with everyone. You know, don't don't be scared if, if you have. I mean, you're going to have these athletic, you know, stronger, you know, people that come in. And, and so what if they have a white belt and, and you know, they put it on you or, or you know, maybe they're they're. Uh, I call my one buddy an assassin nerd. He's just this small dude that just, he trained with the Mendez brothers for a year. He's a brown belt. I, I, I'm like twice his size. And he's just, he's just out of control. Just kills me. Just kills yeah, me. Yeah. You know, we have so much fun. We go hard. And I finally got him. I finally got him inside control for most of the match. And uh, then he ended up escaping, but uh, <laughs> you didn't even submit him. But you're I like, got I him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he puts it on me, man. But he's just he's something else. I mean, but you know, you you, you got to roll with everyone and just put yourself out there, and then you help everyone. And and um, you know, you always tell them what about the white belt? So they get paired up with with an advanced belt, and they're like, oh boy, you're going to kill me or whatever. And I always say, dude, go hard because you have no idea how you're going to help me or whoever because there is a self-defense aspect to it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, just, just do what you can do. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, we'll adjust. So it's funny. You brought up uh, in the last segment, the guy, the gentleman, you got your, I think you said you got your Brown belt from, uh, it was a small guy, like 135 pounds. Yeah. Daniel. Oh man. Yeah. So here, ripped. I mean, just ripped <laughs> in great shape, but man, he, he was something else. Just, uh, just a killer. Right. So yeah. unassuming. It's funny here, you know, almost everything is shut down. Henzo's is open. They really like things are crazy in New York state. It's like by municipality for the most part, but in general, outside of the, the five boroughs, most schools can operate modified, you know, like some places there, you know, you have to wear a mask, but you can roll, which is kind of, I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's going to get knocked off or I'm going to choke you with it. Boy, yeah. You know, like what's yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I mean, case in point, I mean, I'm, I'm quarantined right now. I tested right. positive for COVID on Tuesday. So, you know, I'm a little congested, but lost my taste and smell, but um, yeah, I mean, so that's, uh, you know, I, yeah, jiu-jitsu, yeah. jiu-jitsu people don't practice social distancing. Right, I would say <laughs> it's like right? the opposite. Like how I want to, <laughs> I want to be like ear to ear. Like we're basically making out. Um, yeah, yeah. So here in the city, what they did, and I, I interviewed a gentleman named uh, Mario Mercado uh, a few months ago. He's uh, he's a wrestling coach at NYU, but also at Henzo's. Uh, he works directly with with Henzo's family and also the McMahon family from the WWE. And he's a, a deputy commissioner on the New York State Athletic Commission uh, uh, Association appointed by Cuomo. And what happened was, I guess, I guess I was talking to another guy at a school in Long Island the other day who's also been on the show, uh, uh, Mateus Lutes. Have you heard of him? He's uh, Marcelo Garcia Black Belt, okay. five-time world champ, young guy, but killing it right now. He just opened a school in uh, Long Island, and I've, I've interviewed him. And we, I go out there from time to time and we continue to talk. But what he was saying was like Cuomo or de Blasio created a pro fighters license here in the city so that if you have professional fighters in your gym, you're allowed to continue to operate modified, but you can continue to operate. But jujitsu world champions do not qualify. It's like MMA. Are you fighters. serious? Yeah. Yeah. So MMA fighters. Basically, if you're if you're fighting out of Madison Square Garden, you can operate. So like UFC something? fighters. Muay Thai. So like uh, Mendez boxing is back open, I think. Uh, Gleason's is open. So of course, boxers. Uh, but yeah, jujitsu, like just jujitsu doesn't count. So Marcelo Garcia can't open up in the city. Oh my um, God. Yeah, it's really crazy. But anyways, Henzo's is back up and I'm actually, uh, I 
we're supposed to do I'm supposed to do my first class there tomorrow. Um, yeah, so, that's awesome. Uh, and, yeah. and we're running. I mean, you know, our same thing. You're running a controlled environment, and and they have rules in place just so you know yeah, people can do it. But hey, I love what you're doing. Not to 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 digress here, shift gears. I love what you're doing with your buddy, and you you show those videos and yeah, just, yeah. Uh, is that in your garage or his garage? Where, where do you it's do? In, you know, it's in the basement He's of the building in, I live in. Yeah, so we all okay, live in. Cool. You know, we're all in buildings. And, yeah, uh, my my family lives on the top floor of that building. Um, and I, I've been renting the basement from my landlord for years. I have a music studio down there. I have uh, two music degrees and did that for no many, many years. Yeah, yeah, it's like all convoluted. But um, I had a studio down there and, and I've had it for years, almost a decade and, and rented out to like, you know, we're in New York City. So it was like world renowned musicians is like all over the place, you know, like my neighbors. And so I had all these guys renting the space and then, you know, COVID hit and it, I really lost a lot of people. You know, it's small. Um, and people were concerned about sharing space. Plus, there's no gigs. So people were really like, what am I going to do now? What's the point of practicing? And my my last guy just uh, just left uh, a few weeks ago. But he had an office down there and he wasn't using it. So he was like, use it. So we just it's great. I roll out of bed and I just walk down and we throw the mats down and, and we go at it. Yeah, I, that's great. I love it. I love it when you post. It. It's really cool. So. Yeah. What what music wise did, did you play a particular instrument or what? Yeah, or, yeah, my degrees are in percussion, so I was doing okay. I was doing everything like symphonic work, jazz, you know, rock. Most of my most of my work was in rock gigs, you know, doing uh, playing for cover bands and like singer songwriter stuff. Some traveling, you know, some some studio work and everything. Um, and uh, and I taught as well, you know. Um, but uh, ultimately, it was interesting. I went to school, like you know, for more artistic endeavors. And what you find whenever you're getting out in the professional world, I did quite well. You know, I was working full time yeah, and, yeah. and supporting myself. But the work that I was doing was less artistic <laughs> than what I had hoped for. And it really, at a certain point, I was just like, and I grew up in restaurants too. And literally, people like my partners were just like, we're going to open a restaurant together. And I was like, okay. And here we are. So we. So- we're going hard. We got to take another break. All right, go ahead. Hey, that question. We'll be right back, everybody. Right, man. Be, we need like the three hour Joe Rogan podcast for this, man. We only have an hour and commercial. That's but all right. That's hang, all right. Hang tight. We'll be right no back. No worries, man. <laughs> You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. You know you have it. The potential for a more rewarding life. A life that matters. But how do you get there? The answer is in a best-selling book by the coach of the successful and wealthy, Ken D. Foster. The Courage to Change Everything. Daily strategies and wisdom to awaken your hidden genius and transform your life. With this powerful yet amazingly simple daily guide, your future is in your hands. You will be empowered to unlock your potential, bring out your true gifts, increase your wealth, and take your life and business to a new level. Get your life-transforming copy of Ken D. Foster's The Courage to Change Everything by going to couragetochange.us. That's couragetochange.us. Quite frankly, there's no other book like this. 
Imagine what your life could be like if you had at your fingertips the success principles to create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready to live your dream? Go to CourageToChange.us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back, folks. Again, you're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Today, we're zooming to York, Pennsylvania, talking to Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, Matt Falvey. And boy, this one's getting fun. We're losing track of time and everything. We need we need more time. You were going to ask a question right before the break. Do you remember what that was? So I was going to say, so uh, our head instructor, Greg Anderson, great guy, really. I mean, and you talk about, I mean, one of the things about Gracie jiu-jitsu, right? It just, the fundamental aspect of it is so... It's just so interesting because jujitsu has has just evolved so much from the sports side of things that sometimes uh, some of the fundamentals get lost, um, if you will. It doesn't mean someone, you know, can't apply it in right. self-defense or whatever. But so Greg's just the consummate. Uh, I mean, just just so good in, in fundamental Gracie jujitsu. It's just mm-hmm. awesome. But my point is this. He loves to play the guitar and we have a couple other musicians and almost all musicians that I've come across in jujitsu, they seem to pick up jujitsu pretty quickly. Yeah. Now, I, I, I was a, you know, I lifted weights, played football, basketball, you know, um, was in the army, did, you know, that type of uh, physical fitness type stuff. So I've, I've struggled. Even to this day, I'll struggle a little bit with, with still trying to use force or, or trying to, you know, uh, transition and, and, and get my mind into thinking about what I want my body to do. Certainly I've gotten a heck of a lot better, you know, after 12 years of doing this, but so I'm curious, how has music helped you with jujitsu and picking you, up the techniques? Yeah, sure. And, and I think I, I've gotten to this point now where I find that there's this reoccurring theme in everything in my life. So it, it was musician, it was being a musician and, and, um, you know, that form of creativity as well as cooking and, and mixology. Oh yeah. Yeah. A ton of time with. And then, and then I started in jujitsu and, and business ownership and all of it. And then social media got wrapped in and even this show, you know, and it it just all kind of comes together where, and and it has to do with the type of music in particular that I was drawn to. So I, I, I was saying, you know, I, really got into like art music. So I was doing like this crazy experimental concert music, you know, but also like free jazz at the same time. And then I was in this Zappa cover band that was like, it was an accredited ensemble. I went to, I did my, my master's degree at the university of Buffalo. Okay. And, and this amazing uh, stru- instructor still there, John Nelson. Um, he's a Juilliard grad and, and worked with like everybody. And, oh, and he was working with Zappa, like just before Zappa died, Zappa was like, do whatever you want. So he was doing like brass quintet arrangements of Zappa, which Zappa always wanted to happen in his life, you know? And then he took it to the next level. And I think we played in New York. The first time we played in New York, it was like a 22 piece band. I mean, the stage couldn't even hold us. The clubs here are super small. The stage couldn't even hold us, man. You know, like I had a trombone, like, sliding by my ear you know and um it was just really wild but i i was just really into 
the 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 kind of like unknown like the lesser traveled paths and and the places where there's less structure and so when i started in jujitsu same thing my our professor just hardcore fundamentals and nobody competed at our school he never competed i've never competed his instructor yeah i mean he's direct from john danaher you know he okay he got his yeah. black ball from john danaher and like was with him his whole time so danaher never competed uh, he's got some great competitors under him but he's got a ton more that never which, has which isn't you know? it crazy that he never competed i just learned yeah. that not too long ago yeah. it's crazy that, that i mean john it makes sense competed. right yeah like, that's why he's like Yoda, because he's like coming like from crazy. a hard. He's coming from a different angle. He's had to solve problems that most other instructors have not had to solve for competition because he's never actually done it. He's seen it. He's been there many times, but like he just took it to the next level. Because have you ever trained with him? No, nah, you ever had never a had. Okay, right, yeah. no, no. Um, but you know, um, it, it it was all very fundamental based and philosophical. Both, you know, Dan or her has a philosophy degree and my my instructor did as well so it was very very cerebral which opened up that same door for me you know and and he talked to us early on like once you get the fundamentals down then you really get to speak to your own body he, he emphasized this early on he was a big movement specialist too so it's like moving a way that your body allows like every technique is not going to work for you you have to listen to your body pay attention to what happens to you and my my wife trains too and she's constantly she's not like me she's a math teacher and she's very like pragmatic and she's like what do you think about when you're rolling and i'm like nothing i'm i'm just like I could, my, I feel like my eyes are closed, you know, and I'm just like really See, responding yeah, to like yeah. person's pressure. And, and so we were talking about little guys. So now everything is crazy and we're training in my basement and another black belt here uh, is training. He's, he's, he had a school and lost it. I mean, schools are just dropping left and right around here. It's really rough. There's only going to be a That's handful sad. left when this is all over. I was listening to a Gary Tone interview this morning. And he was talking like he opened a school in Jersey and lost it. He, opened, he was open oh, for two man. months and yeah. it's gone. I mean, people are just losing schools all over. But um, one of this one black belt, he's like operating out of a motorcycle shop. Like the shop closes down at night and he throws his mats on the floor. And I've been there. And the dude's like 125 pounds, but he will destroy you. You know what I mean? And I also, I trained it. Uh, a friend of mine trains out my main piano player. We went to school together and we've done tons of like musical work together. He trains also. He's a purple belt as well at Soka BJJ out in Long Island. And he he's in, like a childhood friend of Hinto's, moved here, was very successful, like a buck 35. And I went out there and I'm looking at this wee little man and he's just wrecking everybody. Just the same thing, like yelling across the room, like, watch your foot over there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but just like killing it. And, uh, but yeah, for me, it was, it, it all, it really locked in when I was, when I got into social media and content creation and people were like, oh, you're like, actually decent at this and i'm like really because i started that even later than jujitsu you know like i was just not something? not active on social media but a young guy said to me that's actually an asset for you you know and it's the same it's like uh you know coming starting as an old guy or having an injury like what happens when you're injured like i've trained through everything man meniscus tear mcl tear oh, man i had I'll lyme disease and i trained right Did through you really? it i was just like fuck it man oh, <laughs> i had hernia, man i had hernia surgery and i was back on the mats in 10 days were you really was like you're Good gonna be for out you. for months and i was like nope not me but i i mean i came in calm and modified and my instructor used to say it like train with the injury man you're going to learn so much more my first big one was my mcl tears brand new white belt it was probably the second class he was like 220 pounds i was on my back 
it, you know, not even a live training, just a drill. And he just grabbed my leg and ran out the door with it. <laughs> Literally just like, <laughs> a couple pops and I hobbled oh, off the shit. mat and I, I was out for a week, but I, you know, no surgery, no braces or anything. And I just came back in and people were like, Oh, we're going to go nice and light. And I'm like, cool. That's what I need. And I would just scamper up their back. And they're like, how's this possible? I thought you were injured. And I was like, I don't know, man. I just, I just saw something and just, it, it really, it really developed my game. And, uh, so all these things for me, it's just, I just, I just love that, that, you know, a friend of mine said at the beginning of the pandemic, everything shut down. It was going crazy and everybody's losing their mind. And I'm out front of the restaurant. We're on the street and there's a bunch, you know, there's like 25 businesses right where we're at and like two blocks and we're out there, we're all chatting and everybody's losing their shit. And she just looked at me and she goes, you love this, don't you? And I was like, I really do. <laughs> I really, I just love it when there's chaos and you just yeah. have to make sense of it. And so for me, jujitsu was just like a perfect pr- place to practice that. And it just reminded me of free jazz. I mean, I used to play these gigs where I'd show up, never met the other players before, never. And we're going on stage right now. We're just like, okay, here we go. And you would play. And at the end of the night, people will come up and they'd say, man, how long have you guys been playing together? And be like, oh, I don't know, hour and a half. And and they loved it. it, it, Well, it's so funny. So so part of you do jujitsu. The bottom line is, and people think we're crazy for for doing this, but you're going to get injured. Yes. So I have two, I have two, uh, both knees and medial meniscus tore. Now, yeah. um, my sister's a physical therapist. You got, my, you got the two sister. from one deal, huh? <laughs> well, I didn't get them scoped. I actually didn't get them scoped. No, and, I mean, when you got the injury. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was one like year and then a few years later got the other. Yeah. So I wear knee braces with it. But um, what I found was riding a, a buddy of mine who's an orthopedic surgeon who actually had his meniscus removed in both knees. So he is bone wow. on bone and he loves to play tennis. And he's able to play, he's older than I am, um, significantly. But he said, hands down, the best thing for torn meniscus is is ride an exercise bike. Mm -hmm. Get on a spin bike or stationary bike 10, 15 minutes, two, three times a week. And and I'll tell you, that's kept me on the mats. It's been great. Um, The the other thing is I ruptured, completely ruptured. I did not do this at jiu-jitsu, but I completely ruptured my pec tendon. Oh, um, right here. And that, and that, that, that really set me back. I was 46 when that happened and that was an open surgery because they have to go in, get it and then they yeah, roll yeah. back into your humerus. Um, yeah, that was nine months. So, I mean, that things went South. I mean, my gut, I, I got up, I'm weighing about a buck 90, maybe a little bit less than that right now. I got up to like 240. Yeah. So all I did was, wow. was, uh, eat, and I love Guinness beer being Irish. So I, I went south really, really quickly. And, and then you get depressed because you can't even exercise. And I don't want to yeah. walk around a park, you know, and I'm in my sling. And then I'm getting in fights with my middle daughter who's driving me around because I can't drive. And I'm criticizing oh, wow. her driving, et cetera. Um, deep so in that, it. Deep in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but you know, it, it, uh, you just don't quit and you come back, you know. You just you know, you just, uh, that's it. Some, sometimes what does jujitsu teach? Uh, just like in, in, in the real world. I mean, sometimes you got to take a knee and we say it in the military, you know, you, you, sometimes you take a knee, pull out your canteen, take a sip of water, pull out that compass, reshoot, suck it up and drive on. And you got to do that yeah. personally, professionally and, and so on and so forth. So. And that's how, that's how you, that's survival. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. We got one more break. We're going to come back and wrap okay. this one up. So, Stay in the game, everybody. I love it. Stay in the game. (laughs) You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. folks welcome back we're gonna wrap this one up soon unfortunately because we're having so much fun we can do this for hours the beauty of this show what i love like matt and i have never even spoken before we've gone back and forth on linkedin and oh email. my god i just like I gotta get up to your re- oh man i gotta get up to your restaurant and- yeah yeah break it man you and lance y'all gotta do a field yeah. trip but lance was like you the first time i brought this up he was like you are absolutely gonna love matt and I, like, yeah. I already do. We're brothers. Yeah, We're brothers. yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Oh, my God. I got to get up and see you now. It's just so cool. Um, so I, I wanted you to continue with what you were talking about. Is like this idea of, of you know, we talked about it since the beginning, adversity, but like training with an injury or coming back after an injury and like still getting your black belt. It doesn't matter how old you are. The, the other cool thing is like we're kind of living parallel lives because I've got three kids, too. I started when I was 38. Okay. Um, I've got two older ones that are three years apart and then a younger one. I, I only got a girl's doll. I have the, the fighter's curse. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing. But yeah, all girls. Um, and, and I, you know, I'll be lucky to get, I'm 44 now. I'll be lucky to get my black belt by 50 because I'm a purple. I got my purple belt two, almost two and a half years ago, but like everything's shut down. Like all these, all these beautiful videos well, I've done, all this, all these days of training are meaningless in the eyes. But here's, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jeremiah, you know, and uh, again, you know, I, obviously I love Jocko both from the military and, yeah. and it's being a student of leadership, but also yeah. Jocko, of course, is a huge proponent of jujitsu. So, and just has such a healthy mindset about it, but you know, the belt comes to you and, and I, and I always joke, I mean, and, and, you know, they call me uncle Falvey at the gym. So, and you know how jujitsu is, right? Sometimes you're just in a zone and you're just putting on, you're like, Oh man, I'm good. And then all of a sudden you just can't remember, you can't remember 
With how a, to do an arm bar. Like, I, you, right foot or left foot? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> how, wait, how do I do? And and then and in our times, you just are so slow. But um, the uh, the thing about it is, you need to know how to play defense and not move. But but the best, what I was going to tell you real quick on a joke, uh, not to jump around here, but no, so no so when I'm <laughs> when I'm when I'm giving the young guys are really you know jumping around and and you know in a zone, which is rare, but I get there. Um, they'll say, oh, shit, Uncle, someone took his Geritol and prune juice today. <laughs> I'm like, thanks a lot, you jerks. <laughs> well, it's funny. So my school, because it was in competition-based, like literally the average age of a of a, an adult male training there was probably like late 40s, 50 years old. And, uh, and, and so I was like kind of like one of the young guys. And yeah. we had just like so many of those jokes because there were so many older guys to uh, – to practice your your jokes or your techniques on <laughs> yeah so yeah so I, any, i'm no no stranger to that <laughs> but, but you know back back on on the bell yeah. the bell will come to you and and i know what you're saying i mean I, I always you know i was raising a family i was running a business um the kids were involved in you know whether it was running or soccer um and there were times that i was lucky to get in my younger belts i, I was lucky to train once a week you know and yeah. then you, you know you tear a meniscus and you're out for a little bit or you, you know you tweak certain things so it definitely took me longer and and i still you know will struggle but at at the same time the belt will come to you and um uh i think that's the biggest thing that people need to to apply to life um Mm -hmm. you know it'll come to you you know if you keep doing the right thing and just keep showing up and and just keep trying that's all you can do just keep trying your best and and you try to measure you know, I, I try to do this at work. I try to measure my relationships, right, um, for business development. So if I'm going to measure relationships over a one-week or two-week period of time, I'm going to get pretty frustrated, right? Same with jiu-jitsu. But if I start looking at six months, all right, I get to six-month yeah. point, and I look back, oh, my God, I did this, this, and this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so that's kind of one of the things. I, I wanted to ask you something. Um, with given all your, your activity of going on, um, how has jujitsu impacted your strategic thinking in Man, life and business? I mean, it, it, I feel like it didn't start until I started yeah. jujitsu. You know, I was just like, we literally would just like throw shit against the wall to see if it made a sound. You know, there was yeah. no strategy. I, 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 I tried to leverage my talents and my, you know, my charm <laughs> and, yeah. and that works, you know, that, that'll get you yeah. to a certain point, you know, that gets you like a blue belt, <laughs> you know what I mean? But after that, it's like, you, and now it's funny. Now all I think about is it's just I'm constantly strategizing uh, and I'm always working in like a, a three tiered approach. I'm, I'm in my second mastermind with Lance right now. And uh, yeah, and I great. talk about it all the time is like I'm really into this three pronged approach. So there always have to be three components. I'm never just working, you know, from a singular point. Um, I, I'm much more data driven now. I just I, I really want to be armed. I prepare, I do my research. Like I never did any of that before. I just was like winging it and, and always smiling. And that works, <laughs> you know, yeah, but like yeah. these days, man, it's like the smile doesn't, doesn't, you know, it only gets you so far. Um, yeah. So yeah, it really, you know, and especially like I said, I was, I was training under a guy that was just all about that. He was so cerebral and just so just really intellectual. And I mean, like a, a slayer, no less. I mean, the dude just will rip you apart if he wanted to. Um, but he, he always approached it very like Hickson S where he's like, 
forget about, you know, forget about power, you know, really, really, it, it was about leverage. It was about wedges. It was about directionality of force. You, you know yeah. who gets, so I'm sorry. Jeremy, no, go ahead. That was it. You know who gets this so quickly? And it's almost like I, I get envious of the females. Yeah. They course. get it. I mean, you know, once they get past that white belt in the blue belt, I mean, we, we have some really awesome ladies at our gym. Same. And, same. and, and I'm sure you do too. Yeah. And they don't use any strength. And, and what's really fun, you know, from blue belt to purple belt, um, uh, and they just get after it and they want you to go hard, but try not to use strength with them and just work on your technique. And boy, do they, they help you with your technique. I mean, it's just awesome. If you, if you can avoid cheating. Um, <laughs> one, I, one of my friends, I haven't rolled with her in a while. Stacy's her name, but I got so tired of, of trying to use technique on her because she's really gotten good with inverting and stuff. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, Stacy, that's I'm cheating. I just use my strength and freaking got her inside. Right. Control, so, but I had to cheat. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's it, no, it's fantastic. I mean, uh, you know, they're they're typically more flexible as well. But um, my wife, I, I mentioned before, she trains also, oh, right. yeah. and our third child is two and a half right now. So she was, you know, she was already a blue belt uh, when she was carrying, and she trained. She did her last kids. She was in a kids class five days before the baby was born, but she trained, you know, full on uh, up until like at least six months. And and working with her, like live training with her while she was pregnant, and and pre- you know, I had to protect my my unborn child, and yeah, I like yeah. I, that helped tremendously. I just in in my ability to be smooth and do setups and really be strategic and like be aware of, of your surroundings, which is the other thing, especially like when you're on a big mat, right? There's like. 30, 40 guys in there. And most of the, I don't know what the size of your school, but New York City yeah. is pretty small. Um, you know, you have to practice spatial awareness. You can't be so hyper-focused. This, even if you're like, oh, I'm about to get this. Like I accidentally what? broke, I broke a lady's nose that was just training next to me. This was like, <laughs> like brand new blue belt. <laughs> She's training like four feet away from me. And I'm with this guy and I'm like, he's get, he's always giving me hell and I'm about to finish him. And I'm like right there. And I fling my foot and I hear this feminine scream oh, and I'm like, man, you feel so bad. I, I just like kicked her right in the face. I did. I felt horrible. Um, so we, you, you know, we really got to practice that spatial awareness and well, that's it, huge for your, for your life and your it, professional it work. It goes, well, you know, like, like we talked about, I mean, you develop these friendships. We got, we got one minute. So you Get develop these friendships and then all of a sudden you guys talk smack to each other and you just want to go hard because you want to win the, the talking crap, you know? So anyway, yeah. No, and then you lose track of what's around you. But that's the beautiful part. Like right now, yeah. if you, if you're so focused on like, what are your week, you've said it a moment ago, like weekly goals, monthly goals, like right now we have to kind of lose track. You have to step outside of yourself. And the jujitsu training has offered that so much. Go we got to give a shout out real quick. Yeah. Lance Knob, you should be doing jujitsu. Lance I, should do jujitsu. He's got the mindset. He's got he, the strategic thinking. He's everything that, that he's a closet jujitsu practitioner. He's just not telling he's, us. He's, he's doing it. He's doing yeah. it in everything he's doing. You he know, is. he just needs some no. practice. Yeah, he's a great guy. Known each other forever. Ever. He's he's, he's amazing. He's, Impacted Highly my life motivated, in such a great yeah. way. Yes, yeah, definitely. Great, great guy. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, we got to wrap it up. Thank you so much. Oh, man. This is just the beginning. We got, we got, I, we got like five more shows in Oof. us for sure. Yeah. Oof. This is, yeah. this is going to continue. Uh, and, and uh, maybe we'll rope some other people in. We'll do like, we'll bring a few people in and, and, and really bounce some ideas off of each yeah, other. Yeah, that'll be great. Well, thanks for having me, man. This was awesome. Yeah, it made all my right, day. Dude. So, all right, buddy. Same. Take all care, right, everybody. Man. Have see a great ya. weekend. We'll see you next week. Peace out. <laughs> Love it.
heard the difference being on podcasts before where someone's like, you're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. listeners looking to boost your business why not advertise on talk radio nyc with very reasonable rates interested simply send us a message on our website talkradio.nyc are you a small business trying to navigate the covid19 related employment laws Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 